okay. I, I don't know. I'm kind of a mess right now. I um, haven't been sleeping very well or eating very well or exercising enough or drinking enough water. And on top of that, there's just been a lot of new changes and stuff and I'm really anxious. So that's a good place to start. But I was thinking about this topic because Lorley and I did a Artist Life podcast the other day where we talked about how our mental health can affect our artwork. And uh, we kind of talked about that. We were both pretty anxious while we were talking about it because of other stuff going on. And then, so that was on my mind. And then I've also just been having some conversations and um, kind of talking about coping mechanisms, positive and negative coping mechanisms a little bit. And then I was on a bike ride the other day a couple days ago and I was thinking like I just had one of those great moments that that I get sometimes where I ride my bike and it's just like awesome and then I get these thoughts going through my head and start thinking about stuff and I actually didn't forget uh, what I was thinking about while I was on my bike ride so uh, I was able to do that or able to do this with those thoughts I actually remembered them like I said so anyway that's enough of a introduction I uh... <laughs> Yeah, wanted to talk about coping mechanisms. This idea that I had while I was riding my bike was that was that coping mechanisms should maybe clarify positive coping mechanisms for me, and this is all in, through my lens, right, and my experiences, they seem to change and they seem to evolve and grow and there, there seems to be many of them. Whereas I think with negative coping mechanisms, they don't change and they stay pretty static. Um, and I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about my own life and, and things were like, um, I used to self-harm a lot in high school as a coping mechanism. And like, not to say that negative coping mechanisms don't ever change. It's just that they seem to be static for a long time and there seems to be less of them. So like that was something that I, that I turned to a lot. And it was like a cyclical thing. Like most negative coping mechanisms are. This is stupid, you know, circular cycle, uh, that self-perpetuates itself in a, horrible bad way and that was kind of just this one negative coping mechanism and then and then later on I, I used alcohol as a negative coping mechanism and I think that's pretty familiar with a lot of people so I mean when it seems to be this one thing that you kind of can go to it's accessible it's very immediate instant um, I think that's why those things don't change as much because it's like oh yeah this this thing like it it doesn't need to change um, whereas I feel like with positive coping mechanisms that I've found and, and I've, you know, gained new ones and transitioned out of different ones and like as my life changes, my coping mechanisms need to change too. And that's what I was saying, like, but I think like, oh, if I was still using a lot of negative coping mechanisms, they probably wouldn't, you know, like I quit one outright and then started another one. So yes, I, I understand they do change, but it's more of just like, I could just rely on alcohol again, right? Like I could just do things that I was doing before again and just be like, oh yeah, that's easy to, to run to. I have, I have money and go grab like some alcohol and that's it. It's not difficult. And I mean, self-harming is even easier to do than, than buying alcohol. It doesn't really cost any money. And uh, yeah, pretty accessible to find some, some tools to harm yourself with. Um, obviously there's reasons why you don't use negative coping mechanisms or that, that I quit using a lot and turned into other ones because I was trying to not have any and then somehow they happen, right? But um, yeah, I don't know. I was just, again, thinking of these thoughts about how these positive coping mechanisms in my life have evolved and changed and how I use different things. And part of it was because the conversation with Laura Lee, we were talking about <clears throat> how art plays a role and like with our writing um, and with making visual art or with like performing stuff, like how these things 
are, are positive things. And like, so for me, writing was the thing that I turned to. I mean, also like in high school was doing a lot of that, which was very positive, but it wasn't really enough. Um, I had some coping mechanisms there that were positive or just eased my anxiety in a way too without me realizing it, like being very physically active and playing basketball for a lot of the year and just going for out for walks and like listening to music real loud and stuff like that. But I mean, like I said, things change and I'm just recognizing those changes right now. Like I'm just recognizing that like, oh yeah, negative coping, coping mechanisms seem to be very static and positive ones take more effort. They, they, that's why it's so easy to slip into negative coping mechanisms sometimes. It's like... When I get into the habit of something, when I build a habit um, and and really work hard at maintaining that habit or that practice or whatever it is, um, it eventually becomes easier, but then I find that life throws challenges in there that make you forced, like it forces you to change your your even positive coping mechanisms, right? Like if I am... Um, if I move somewhere where there's no mountain bike trails, okay, well, I can't necessarily do the same thing. It's not the same feel for me just ride bikes on the street. That's, that doesn't do the same thing for me. So I'd have to find something else, right? Um, or even just the way that things happen, we're like, oh, what if I don't have a, a place where I can make visual art? Or maybe visual art isn't stimulating that thing for me anymore in the right way to, to help me with my anxiety or my stress or to cope with, like, um, extreme emotional feelings or whatever, right? Like things just change. Or like, okay, I had, the, I had, I was in bands for a while, and that was generally very, very productive. Um, and I was able to go, you know, once or twice a week, depending on the band, uh, or when I was in more than one band for a couple months, you know, like um, that that I could go and just like jam, and I could it would just feel so good, right? Like it was just exactly what I needed. I mean, you have to rely on other people, and sometimes that doesn't work out. Some people cancel, or you're not in a band anymore, like I haven't been since 2015. So, man, I can't believe it's been that long. Anyway, um, and I'm just, yeah, again, thinking that it takes work. Like, it, it, it's not easy to, to have positive coping mechanisms in it. I'm just reflecting on the ones that I've had that have, you know, changed and evolved and whatever you know, writing and visual artwork and performing with music, all those things have changed and evolved and kind of waxed and waned and whatever and been there and been not been there or didn't serve the same purpose. And, you know, like part of this is just like mindfulness activities, if you want to call it that, um, and, you know, ways to to de-stress before there even is stress, ways to just like keep keep chill. And other ones, like I said, are kind of in moments of high anxiety or high emotional states like what can you do in that moment and that's where you need to maintain a good practice of whatever it is and have different things you can do because they're not always going to be accessible to you and easy like a negative coping negative coping mechanism usually is i mean part of i think what defines it is that it's generally it's it's not having enough strength and or patience and will or whatever else um to to slow down sometimes and do what's the healthiest thing. So you find the closest thing, the easiest thing, which usually ends up being a negative thing. Um, and then that can become a habit, right? And again, just reflecting on, on my stuff and like where I'm at right now and things that I used to do and things that I'd like to get back into and things like, again, I can't just rip, okay, so I can't just rip a trail whenever I want. I mean, it depends on the weather. It depends on, on I mean, that's the biggest factor probably is it depends on the weather. Um, for sure. And sometimes it's just not accessible to me. I'm like, well, what if I can't do that? Then what do I do? Oh, what if I can't get to the studio or if I, whatever, you know, like 
what are things that I can do? No, I don't, you know, I don't know. There's, there's so many things and I feel like you just amass like a plethora of, of an art, like tools and an arsenal and whatever. It's like, Hey, I need to, I don't know. There's, there's this, those things too, where it's like, how do I maintain my mental health on a daily basis before I would ever get to a place where there's extreme emotional distress or anxiety or whatever? What can I do to keep those like levels lower all the time? And that's like that daily practice stuff. Like some people meditate and I need to get back into trying that again. Cause I really felt it was useful or like working out in the morning was huge for me. Again, that's something that I should, I should be on. I should be working out in the mornings it just helped me maintain patience and my stress levels down like during the day, any day that I did it. And some of those things you need to have are like reactionary to something else. Like if something happens during my day that makes me incredibly upset, frustrated, angry, hurt, anxious, whatever, I need to have something that I can do in that place. It's like, what do I do right now? Like, I don't even know what to do with myself. What can I do? And that's where you need to come, again, like come back to like, hey, you need to have things ready, right? Like, that's why it's like maintaining a practice. It's like maintaining like things you do daily and also being like, what are things I can do in these scenarios to help me, to help me calm down, to help me chill, to help me realize that everything's going to be okay or whatever. Um, it's really important. Like, I just didn't, I don't know. It's such a buzzword. It has been for so long, like coping mechanisms, positive coping mechanisms, negative coping mechanisms. But... It's really important, obviously, and I think that, <laughs> again, it, it's something that, like, I, I've known about those terms and what they mean and all this stuff since I was, like, in my teens because I had negative coping mechanisms I was using. I didn't do any work into actually thinking, what are positive things I can do? Because even though I was writing, it wasn't really sometimes helpful if I was too worked up. I couldn't just sit there and write it out and then I'd be okay. Like that's, it was more of like a daily practice thing that it, it let me kind of get that stuff out. Um, and I didn't really think really hard of like, what can I do? What can I do? And I feel now, uh, one, being way more aware of my anxiety and just two, maybe just being a more mature individual in, in my old age, that I, I need to think about that stuff more. Like, okay, like I run through even specific scenarios where like the counselor I was seeing for a bit, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, where I was talking about anxiety, I'm like, hey, there's examples of, of situations that make me very stressed out. Like, what do I do in those situations? Like, if I go to a wedding and I have to meet a whole bunch of new people and I feel obligated to be there X amount of t like, time, if I'm in a meeting, like a work meeting type thing, or something where I have to network and meet new people, like a conference thing, like, what can I do when I can't leave? Like, if I feel trapped or I feel like I can't actually leave this situation, then what can I do? So those are things that I, I, I feel more aware of, like, having these plans of like, okay, when this happens, what can I do? What's a positive thing that I can do? I don't know. I feel like this, this little conversation fell a little flat. Um, I just, but I just had that thought of like, oh, is this interesting thought to me that like, I feel like negative coping mechanisms don't evolve or change very often and positive ones need to. You have to come up with all these different things. Like the city might provide something like Lethbridge provides amazing mountain bike trails. And if I move somewhere else that just doesn't have that because there's no coolies, there's no hills, whatever. Well, just for me, it's not to me, getting on my bike period is better than nothing, but it is not like just riding in the city does not come close to what being on a trail does for me. Um, especially if it's a really urban environment and I'm just like riding through the city like that, that has its own challenges and stuff that whatever, it just, it does, it doesn't do the same thing for me as being out in nature and, you know, seeing wildlife and just breathing that different air and being alone 
Um, so I, those are just things that I've been thinking about. It's like, what else can I do when I get this way? I can't rely on anyone else, you know? I can't rely on things like the weather all the time to be convenient for me to go do this, that, or the other thing. Um, I don't know at what time in the middle of the night I might be feeling like this. Like, I don't know. The things that, again, I, I feel like... I don't want to go to like a workshop, you know what I mean? And like, and, and, and like figure these things out. That's just not my style, I guess. And like even talking to the counselor about anxiety and stuff was like, I found some of that really helpful and other times it wasn't helpful at all. But I, just something that I think is a, a nice reminder, maybe for some people that like, hey, you might need to take some time and write some of this stuff down. Like I, I need to, like I have a mental list, I guess, of like, things that I need to do or things that I, I can do. What What is accessible to me and what can I make accessible to me? Because again, it takes work, I think. It takes work to have positive coping mechanisms. It's not easy. Whatever is easy is something that you're gonna, if you gravitate towards whatever whatever is easy, it's usually not something good, right? Like food is easy, food's accessible too, right? And that that's a huge pitfall for me sometimes. Um, is like, yeah, I, you know, if just if I, anxiety and boredom are really closely rooted for me sometimes too and sometimes I'm bored and I'm anxious and I want to eat and that's obviously not good and it's very accessible like very accessible to eat crappy food whenever you want like I could walk a block away from my place and grab something for two dollars that's not good and have that at whatever time I want 24 7 so things like that or you have food in the house right or just overeating whatever anyway enough of that example. It's just the fact that it takes work to actually figure out what your coping mechanisms can be that are positive for you um, and also like maintain a, a healthy practice every day but also just like maintain like when my situation changes or I'm about to enter into a new situation like like oh I've never taken an eight-hour road trip or something like that. Say that's your new situation maybe you should be thinking like what happens if I start to feel this way or that way. Um, again, some people don't need to really do that. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have a uh, specific, like I, I feel like, you know, identify very closely with someone who has anxiety that it's present all the time and, and spikes with certain scenarios. And now I'm becoming more and more aware of, of what those scenarios are and also how I can control it. And some people who may not have anything like that, that they can just like, if they, if you don't know what, you know, for lack of a better word, triggers you in a certain way. Um, I mean, there's just people that can cope a lot better without having to, to do anything. It's just almost like a mental switch of just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. I'm just, I'm just chill. Like, I'm not. I'm very, you know, tightly wound in a lot of scenarios, and I need to, to combat that with specific plans. That's how I fight my anxiety is by planning things and having plans... Uh, like there all the time like what do I do if this thing is there what if I and there's always going to be something new like life is always going to throw something new at me anyway that I've got to figure out on the fly and and I and I do but there are times where obviously I don't want to feel a certain way for even a couple seconds feeling doom and like whatever being so near I don't like feeling that for any amount of seconds you know it's not fun so yeah um yeah, just some really, really general thoughts on the fact that, like, it, it takes work and practice to maintain, like, a healthy mental state sometimes. Again, it depends on the person. For some people, you know, they're, they're just, their chemicals, their brain chemicals and everything else. There's nature and there's nurture and everything that goes into everyone being different. And just, like, some people can maintain a level of, like, happiness to uh, a degree that is just generally their state of being and they don't necessarily have these other issues that they have to face in the same way that some other people do. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, but I mean, obviously everyone faces adversity and stuff, and some people need to really think about what can I do? I mean, imagine like some people have an addictive personality and some people don't, right? So sometimes you really, you can't do the same thing that everyone else does. I feel like this is just like digressing into a more and more general and basic like conversation where everybody's different, right? Like, yeah, everyone is. We get it, John. Anyway, yeah, just a reminder for me too. Like I said, it's just been on my mind thinking about what can I do differently? What have I been doing? What do I need to do more? And making this more of a focus. Like it's just, I need to function better on a day-to-day basis so that I can be not just happier, but more productive. And being more productive actually makes me happier. So there you go. Um, anyway, that's, that's a conversation, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you on another time.